Murder and Mayhem in Jefferson County, Missouri, The Hitchhiker Murder, Louis Otto, 1954. Henrietta Otto was worried. Her son Louis was celebrating his 19th birthday and had left home in Crystal City, Missouri that Monday afternoon headed to House Springs in the northern part of Jefferson County, Missouri, where he worked in a concession stand at the public swimming pool. It was very late, and he had not returned home. Coping alone with this kind of crisis was still unfamiliar to her, Widowed three years before, her husband Thomas had died when he was hit by a train. She longed for his reassuring presence. She had called Sheriff Leo Church and reported her son missing, but she could tell he wasn't taking her very seriously. After all, the boy was probably out celebrating his birthday and likely lost track of time. Three days later, Lewis's badly decomposed body was found 15 miles north of Crystal City in a clump of weeds shot in the chest and neck. Welcome to another episode of Murder and Mayhem in Jefferson County, Missouri. I am your host, Mindy Hudson, genealogist at the Jefferson County Library. Each week we bring you stories of murder and scandalous events that have occurred in the county's 200-year history. Jefferson County lies about 25 miles south of St. Louis in the foothills of the Ozark Mountains. Crystal City, located at the mouth of Platten Creek, was established primarily because of the silica sand deposits that are particularly suited for quality glass production. Considered a sister city to Festus, the two are often referred to as the Twin Cities. The American Plate Glass Company was founded in 1871 by Captain Ebenezer Ward beside the Mississippi River in the eastern section of Jefferson County. First called Little Detroit, the town that was established to house the workers eventually became known as Crystal City. By 1895, the glass manufacturing operation was purchased by the Pittsburgh Plate Glass Company. The glass production became the principal industry. Louis Otto's father, Thomas, worked in the glass works until his death in 1951. Louis was the next to youngest of nine children born to Thomas Otto and Henrietta Smith. Lewis graduated from Crystal City High School in 1953. A handsome, congenial, and talented young man, he played the French horn in the high school orchestra, sang in the school chorus, and was a member of the cast for the senior play, ironically entitled, One Foot in Heaven. The quote attributed to him in the school yearbook was, Strike up the band! in reference to his many talents and good nature. Louis Otto had left his home on the morning of Monday, July 19th, just two days shy of his 19th birthday, to go to work in the concession stand at the public swimming pool in House Springs, Missouri. It was not unusual in those days to pick up hitchhikers, and when Louis came upon someone walking along the highway, he pulled over to offer a ride. That act of kindness 
would soon turn into a nightmare that would cost the young man his life. Late that evening, a man driving drunk in a stolen vehicle was traveling from Waterloo, Illinois, toward East St. Louis when he took a curve too sharply and wrecked. When police arrived at the scene, he refused to tell them anything about the vehicle, leading them to suspect it was stolen. Adding to that theory was the fact that the license plates did not match the vehicle's description. It was later discovered that the driver had gone by his sister's house in East St. Louis and had switched out the license for an Illinois plate before heading to Waterloo, Illinois. It took a little bit of time before the authorities were able to track the car back to Missouri. It belonged to the Otto family from Crystal City. Authorities still didn't know they were dealing with a more sinister crime than just car theft. The following day, Sheriff Church of Jefferson County, Missouri, received word from Illinois saying the car had been involved in an accident near Columbia, Illinois. Further details revealed that an ex-convict by the name of John Phillips, 46, was being held in connection to the accident. An empty wallet belonging to Louis Otto was found in the car, but no trace of young Otto. The discovery of a gun inside the car really amped up the suspicion there had been foul play. When questioned, Phillips admitted he knew about the slaying of young Otto, but claimed he was hitchhiking from Cape Girardeau with a soldier whose name he didn't remember. When they were picked up by the young man, he said that when they reached Barnhart, they had gone about two miles when the soldier pulled the gun and threatened to rob Otto. The youth got out of the car, and according to Phillips, the soldier shot him twice and left him in the tall grass beside a creek. He said the two turned the vehicle toward East St. Louis, where Phillips and the soldier parted company. Soon the FBI got involved in the case. Detectives caught a break when they learned that on the day Louis Otto had picked up Phillips, he stopped at a gas station where the attendant knew him. The attendant said he had seen Lewis and only one passenger in the car. When confronted with the eyewitness account, Philip confessed to the murder and gave the approximate location of the victim's body. Having laid in the tall weeds in the searing summer heat, Otto's body was in an advanced state of decomposition. The confirmation of his death was a devastating blow to his family and friends. He was buried at Sacred Heart Cemetery in Crystal City. Phillips said the young man had picked him up on Route 6167 at Crystal City. After stopping at the filling station, Otto turned off the main highway onto Highway M. At that point, Phillips drew the thirty-two caliber pistol and made Otto stop the car. At first, he thought about putting the body in the trunk of the car, but decided it was too hot for that. That's when he tied Otto up with a rope and shot him, once in the chest and once in the neck. He was charged with first-degree murder and sent to Hillsborough Jail to await trial. Very little is known about John Phillips except that he was a small-time criminal who served prison time in both Missouri and Illinois for forgery.
He had just been released in April from the city workhouse, where he was held for flourishing a weapon. He was tall, with dark hair and eyes, and a receding hairline. While this investigation was unfolding, authorities in Cape Girardeau County found out about the Jefferson County slaying and wanted to question Phillips on the mysterious murder of a 20-year-old schoolteacher, Miss Bonnie Huffman, that had occurred two weeks before. Her body had been found battered with a broken neck in a weed patch on the side of a country road much like that of Lewis Otto. It was known that John Phillips had been seen in the area at the time the murder occurred, but whether Phillips was involved was never clearly established. No further mention was made of the progress of that lead in the newspapers, except the murder was still unsolved a year later. While awaiting trial, Phillips was housed in the Jefferson County Jailhouse. John Phillips and another inmate managed to force the lock on the cell block door, broke a hole in the ceiling plaster, and escaped through a skylight. They were recaptured in DeSoto the following day by Deputy Sheriff Tom Morgan. Phillips was sleeping in a railroad boxcar. He was taken to St. Louis to be held due to the damage to the Jefferson County Jail. Phillips' trial was held in Ironton, Missouri. He was found guilty and sentenced to life in prison. It is unknown how much of the sentence he actually served. Details about him are difficult to determine due to the mystery that shrouds his background. Louis Otto's mother never remarried. She passed away in March 1973. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Murder and Mayhem in Jefferson County, Missouri, brought to you by the Jefferson County Library Genealogy Department, located at the Northwest Branch 5680 Highway PP, High Ridge, Missouri. Please visit our Facebook page at facebook.com backslash JCL Genealogy for more information and photographs relating to this and other podcasts. And please join us again next week as we present our final episode, The Cold Case Murder, Margaret Lowry, 1958.